At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Beeson's Primetime Action from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and typically Danielle Avari, but she is off for the night and for the week. This is the show where we uh, not only watch sports, we bet them as well. Giannis to the rack, uh, 32-25 to Milwaukee. It's their biggest lead of this game, 11 minutes left in the second quarter. And Nate McMillan wants to talk about it, as they say with Milwaukee up 7, uh, 11.02 to be precise, left in the uh, second quarter. A, a sneaky good sports night for late June. We were talking about this a little this morning. I know we've talked about it as well with the NBA season and the NHL season staggered back into the calendar. And with yet another golf and tennis major upon us, Wimbledon and then the Open Championship, respectively tennis and golf, uh, the bridge to football gets less and less. We're only 70-some-odd days away from... The season starting? Yeah, Brady Cannon, our, our golf guy, he said uh, 43 till preseason, he yeah, said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people are counting 43 days till the NFL preseason. Now, but a three-week preseason, it should be added. It should be noted since there's a 17-game regular season. So yeah. Which is great for us as well. Yes. Great yeah, for us get me well. to the regular season, though. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not one of these, hey, I love pre-season betting preseason guys. Yeah. John Harbaugh's sick of the preseason. <laughs> you hear that every year. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I respect people want to bet. If they got hey. an angle, they can bet. They can make right. some money. Go for it. If you it. win, you, know you I mean? win. Go. Yeah. It's just not my thing. It's just not. Yeah, mine either. We're heading to the second period. Lightning up one nothing on the Islanders as we sit right now. Minus three thirty five on the Lightning. Plus two fifty on the Islanders. The live total now sitting at four and a half. Kelly, update baseball if you would for us, please. Yeah, baseball. Astros 11, Orioles nothing in the bottom of seven, so that game's uh, just about over. Uh, Yankees and Royals all tied up now at two. That game in the top of the sixth. Yankees minus 160 live, Royals plus 130. 7.5 is the total. Uh, Blue Jays up on the Marlins, 3 nothing bottom of the fifth. Blue Jays a minus 1,600 live favorite. Marlins plus 850 and 5.5 live total. The Mets... Still up on the Braves, but the Braves have uh, chewed into this lead a bit. 5-2 to two now, top of the fifth. The uh, Braves, if you wanted to get in on live, plus 625 and 10.5 the live total. Uh, Rays leading the Red Sox 5-1, to one, top of the fifth. No live numbers currently for that game. And the A's and Rangers still scoreless, top of the fourth. The A's, though, are minus 130 live. Rangers even money and 5.5 and the live total. Uh, in the NBA, we have 11 minutes left in the second quarter. We had a commercial break right now. Bucks leading 32 to 25. If you wanted to hop in live, 
seeing nine and a half to ten and a half uh, numbers live right now. It's always great when you get more books that are uh, posting live numbers finally during uh, the playoffs. Uh, and then about two twenty and a half to two twenty one and a half. I'm seeing on the total. So back trending in our direction now, Gil, for the over mm-hmm. that had got a little lower. Earlier. Hawks, Hawks, not trending in our direction though, but still, no, they yeah. are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Lightning up uh, one nothing. We are at that first intermission. The live numbers on that game: Lightning minus anywhere from 280 to 320, and about plus 250-ish range on the Islanders if you wanted to hop in live, four and a half the total. That was the other thing we were mentioning yesterday. Even when the Canadians went up one to nothing, right? When you're a plus 197 pre-flop yeah. and you go up one nothing, you're still like this minuscule favorite yeah. at that point. And I would just say to people, like, you got to play that. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, I know. It, it, and we never get good prices on the on the nights anyway, and then so it was kind of one of those things where that's the only that's the only play yes. to make yes because the the nights you just never get anything good on those guys. We a little bit earlier today the White Sox, a team that we again I was uh, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, it was a little bit a little bit uh, a little bit lower on than a lot of people. Uh, Dylan Cease does bounce back. He had a bad last outing, five and two thirds for him to, d- today. Only one earned, given up. Strikes out seven in those five and two thirds. Goes ninety nine pitches. Friend for of them, friend of network. Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Friend of network, Todd Wishnev, uh, behind the, uh, the the third base. It was on the third baseline behind the dugout, uh, heckling players from both teams because he had the over on the, I think the over team total on the White Sox was specifically heckling White Sox. He captured it on sports that you could see him like waving guys in around third base. And I said to him, I go, this is what they were worried about when they legalized people like you. I also don't like, what is, what is, what is that? (laughs) What what does that accomplish? If you yell at a team, they'll score more. Is that what happened? Well, he said he had some of the players asking him about, about specifically, Hey, what did, how much, what did you bet? What exactly do we have to do? (laughs) Wow. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry to have interrupted. Uh, no, just four to, th- four to three winners there, and they improved to 44 and 30. Yes, on the season. Nice. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Daniel off tonight. Speaking of primetime action, those are our Twitter handles. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead with the others if you would. Yeah, the only other thing I was going to uh, to update here was Kelly. You were talking about that that Mets and, and Braves game. It's now bases loaded here. They got a two run shot from Ender NCRT to get to get those two runs. The Braves. Now they've loaded up the bases here. It was a pretty good start. For rookie Taylor McGill for the uh, for the Mets tonight, making his first start there for them, uh, he ends up going four and a third, only gives up three hits, strikes out four along the way, uh, walked a couple, so they pulled him. His pitch count was getting up there as well, ninety two, and uh, the reliever that has come in, Castro, behind him has not been able to get him out of this jam here, so it could get uh, it could get nasty, and hopefully doesn't lose. Uh, the, the work that he did, but McGill is, uh, if you remember, because Lucchese is now going to be uh, under, he got Tommy John surgery coming for him, so McGill's going to try, at least they're trying him out to fill that role in the rotation for them, and uh, I was watching, not not bad, not, not, not a bad little first start for somebody uh, hitting up here, and then the, uh, the Astros, 11 nothing now, Jeez. have uh, have extended that lead there, and what you're seeing here is this Astros team where Altuve's hitting 296, Brantley's hitting 356, Gurriel's hitting 328, Alvarez is hitting 306, <laughs> is that good? Correa's hitting 298, and Tucker is hitting 270. In today's day and age of baseball, that's like guys back in the day hitting like 350. Your worst hitter's hitting yeah. 270 right now. Jeez. 
Uh, other finals besides the White Sox beating Pittsburgh today, 4-3. to three. Uh, Washington, in the game after the Max Scherzer ridiculousness last night, <laughs> Washington beats Philadelphia 13-12 to 12 this afternoon. They were down 5 to nothing. They tied it up at 5 apiece. Then the Phillies went up 9-5 uh, to five on a McCutcheon Grand Slam. Uh, Washington got a Grand Slam in return from Josh Bell, took a... Um, 11, was it 11 to 10 lead, I believe, at that point? Then the Phillies went up 12 to 11. I may not have that right. I, I think, no, the Washington was up two runs. Then the Phillies did go up 12 to 11 eventually, and then the Nationals played two runs in the ninth for the final score, 13 to 12. So the Nationals get it done as minus 102 uh, propositions in that game. Uh, Detroit beat St. Louis 6 to 2 as a slight dog, plus 105. Uh, Milwaukee does get by Arizona three to two uh, as north of a two dollar favorite in that one. And Colorado beats Seattle in Seattle today is about a coin flip game, a little bit of a favorite on Colorado five to two. So those are the other finals. Oh, and then and the Giants just did go final nine to three win in thirteen over the Angels. Bucks up nine thirty eight twenty nine nine fourteen left in the second. Yeah, this is look. Giannis, we were we were talking about what were they going to do to slow him down? What was going to be their game plan? How were they going to go about this? Because it just seemed to to us, we're looking at this, which is going to be such an incredible mismatch. So far, Kelly, it just looks like as long as he doesn't settle for one three pointers, which was what were you doing? Like you know, early early in the game, um, he hadn't shot another one since, for, fortunately. But then you know, as long as he's not settling for these kind of long ish jumpers, if he keeps it paint area ish it's just it they can't stop him yeah yeah and i think that's going to be all he's got seven boards already it's just one of those guys sometimes we talk coaching adjustments and what kind of what kind of adjustments can you make to your schemes and defensive strategies and stuff sometimes you just don't have the players and unfortunately i think that's what we're going to see with atlanta here for most of the series um Bobby Portis with a huge uh, first half. He's played eight minutes, nine points, and five rebounds for this Bucks team. Whoa. A huge, huge addition in the offseason for this team. Um, and that's another guy, just so much versatility with some of their bigs that can provide a lot of issues for this Atlanta team. I do think a foul was called on Giannis there over the back there right now. So there's a, there's a foul call on Giannis. 38-29, 8-32, left in the second. We'll update that. The other thing that's going on, of course, that starts tomorrow, another stop on the PGA Tour, gentlemen. Um, Travelers Championship. And actually a few big names playing in this tournament uh, post-U.S. Open. And uh, Matt, we're in Cromwell, Connecticut at the TPC River Highlands for the Travelers. And the reason uh, that some of these guys go, they say they're treated very well. Sometimes it just comes down to that. So you've got the DeChambos and Kepkas of the world there. Any reason to want to bet the big names after a U.S. Open? Or how involved do you get in a post-major tournament like this? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, um, this is more of a, hey, hey, Matt, maybe maybe sit one out a little bit, like take a breather <laughs> after uh, after last week. Uh, par 70, 6,843 yards for this. And the winner's going to get $1.3 million. So, I mean, it is, it is certainly no chump change to get this one done. We're going to get back to this type of stuff that we're normally used to here, bent grass, fairways. We're going to get bent grass green. So we're kind of getting back to the things that we, we see on a lot of these uh, – the boring grass. Yes. Where's yes. the Kakuya and the Palana? Come on. Kelly Kelly likes it when we get fancy grass. I'm, I'm anti-bent grass. <laughs> how, did, how did you describe the grass at at, uh, at Torrey it Pines? Was almost sticky. It felt like it had little like like little claws on it. 
That's your classic Kukuya. Classic Kukuya. Grass to the show, I, and I forgot. I love how upset he is about this. By he the wanted way. to do show and tell. Like he forgot to bring yeah. the grass. It's probably dead now too. So it's like, like it's not you, gonna. So yeah. you brought grass like in a bag that you brought on a plane. And no, then, I plucked like five, <laughs> and I stuck it. I had a little. I had a little kangaroo pouch on my on my jacket that I was wearing. I stuck <laughs> stuff, stuffed it in there. He's legit upset about that. I really. am. Yeah, that's very. I am. I wanted to show you. I did. I want to. I want to show you guys, Kelly. I know you dug into this. A little bit more, yeah. Uh, a little bit more than I did. What did you find when you kind of dug in? Yeah, and Gil, I mean, this is to me. This is really the last. This is the last tournament you're seeing. Uh, you know, with, with a new a new schedule this year, with them kind of condensing everything. The, the, but another big reason you're seeing a lot of the big names show up here is this is the kind of the last. PGA Tour event we're going to see for a few weeks now with a decent field. A lot of these guys will uh, head over to uh, to Great Britain uh, across the pond there to get ready for the British Open. Well, some of them will play in the Scottish and Irish Opens here the next few weeks. So that's why you're seeing some of these names. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka, eighteen to one. He was about eighteen to one for the U.S. Open. I think you get you get the Brooks Kepka major effect baked into that line without a doubt. Um, you know, how much are these guys? Uh, working on things ahead of a major, I don't, you know, I think it's still a little too early to say, say stuff like that. But I, I love these events where you get a couple headliner names, but then you got a great chance to lo- uh, land some longer shots, some guys at thirty to forty to one. I, I, you know, that maybe at an event like last week with U.S. Open when it's stacked with all the best players in the world, and you know one of those best players is going to win, you get a little bit more room here. So yeah, this was, uh, you know, it's a short course, Matt. You talked about the par seventy, only sixty eight hundred yards. This is the second shortest course uh, on the regular PGA Tour rotation behind only Pebble Beach. Uh, Pete Dye design, so people taking that into account uh, for how guys uh, perform mm-hmm. on Pete Dye design courses. There are eight par fours measuring between 400 and 450 yards on this course, so that was heavily in, baked into my model mat this week. Um, and there's a drivable par four of number, number 15. You will see uh, basically everybody in the field going after this green. It's only 296 yards. Uh, so you'll see over 90% of the field going going for that green. Only two par fives on the course as a par, par 70. So really not looking at that. This uh, this tournament, strokes gained approach mattered at more than any tournament the past couple seasons. So that's the biggest stat we're, Matt and I are looking at every single week, no matter the tournament. But with a short course and that stat matting, mattering so much, it really, it really brings it into focus, Matt, on some of the guys that – you know that you see me playing often. I knew I knew it was going to be a lot of the same guys for me this week when those uh, numbers got involved. So as far as statistically, what I really looked at uh, was strokes gained approach heavily. Some ball striking that j- just to, that that's a mix of strokes gained approach and off the tee. Um, I, I'm still a believer. If ever I can get a guy off the tee, Gil, it's going to matter whether you had a short course or a long course. So even if it's strokes gained approach, I'm mattering more than. Than driving distance, ball striking is usually something I'm going to incorporate as well. Par fours, 400, 450 yards was something I looked at heavily. Strokes gained, period, on par fours. And then opportunities gained, that's something that Matt and I have brought up. That's just birdie opportunities and how much, how often guys take advantage of them. Because this is a this is a tournament we will see some of those low score low scores on here each round. So I wanted I want guys that they can see some birdie putts if they get the chance. Greens and regulation I factored in. And then proximity, the vast majority of second shots come between 125 to 175 
five yards on this course. So those are the big stats I looked at. And uh, Matt, That's last a... 12 rounds, last 24, last 36, I got a lot of the same names right at the top. Patrick Cantlay, Abraham Answer, mm-hmm. Miliano Grillo, my boy, uh, Paul Casey, Old Chuck Hoffman still up there. Uh, Kevin Streelman. Kevin Streelman, Paul Casey, Emiliano Grillo, Answer, and Patrick Cantlay were in the top five. Those five names were in the top five of all three models I ran. So I love weeks like this, Gil, where it takes me about half the time to handicap. I got names at the top with great odds that I can get and, and kind of scattered around. Cantley, a guy, you know, 18 to 1, a shorter shot, but I got a good number on Abe Answer. I think he's going to do incredibly well here this week. This could be a spot where he gets his first win. As far as uh, strokes gained at this tournament over the past five years, Paul Casey, number one in the field. Couldn't play an outright on him this week. That after yeah. a little bit after what happened last week, we got a Bucks lead. The, the Atlanta Hawks have taken the lead, lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. Love it. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking about golf and not pay attention, Gil. And clearly, I'm going to win my bets. <laughs> well, first of all, that was an outstanding breakdown you just did. <laughs> but I have to admit, and this is the thing about this show: while you're doing that outstanding breakdown, we've got our eyes fixated on this oh, game. Oh, I know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I know. Trey Young. Uh, hits two long threes, then assists to Capella on another one. Um, I think I, I didn't see the license plate on who just hit that last three. Might uh, have been Herder. Uh, and so the Hawks, down as many as nine, I believe, have now taken the lead by one. Yeah, Trey a game of a game of, of runs. Yes, Trey up to twenty points in the first. Yeah, you, half. you talked about Paul Casey there, Kelly. Um, he has. Four top five finishes on this course on yes. TPC River Highland. So, like, he is, if you do the. Including three of those coming in his past The kind of horse for the course thing or whatever, then he is definitely the guy to fit your. Uh, to, to fit you for this week if you wanted to bet him. so Yeah, I and luckily, Matt, those guys that I laid out, those five guys mm-hmm. that just even in recent form came up very very good in, in course history. And Paul Casey strokes, leads, leads the field in strokes gained to this course over the past five years. Kevin Streelman's fourth. Charlie Hoffman is seventh. Patrick Cantlay, eighth. So it was... I, you know, I, I'm feeling pretty confident about this week. Like, you know, I dialed back the outright bets a little bit. I do yeah. think there is some uncertainty with. I'm not one of those fire heavy on outrights right after a major. You also don't know what is in the mindset with some of these top, uh, top, top guys. But I think this is a great opportunity for some of these guys that you've seen me playing. You know, almost every week on this top 20 market that are really, really higher up there this week in, in my modeling gill. So I, yeah, you can see on the screen uh, uh, the bets that I've got this week. Top tens top 20s, um, fired all over the place with a bunch of those guys that I just talked about. Casey, Casey, Aaron Wise, Charlie Hoffman, the only three I didn't play outrights on. Chuck, I'd love to see you win one, but i got to quit you for now. I've only, got, uh, <laughs> I've only got three, and I might only end up with three. I actually have Cantlay like you as well. I have Cantlay, I have Brian Harmon, and I have Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler getting a lot of juice anecdotally this week from some folks. He's been, and and Isaiah Wrinkle, our associate producer, is maybe the number one Ricky Fowler fan on the planet. He asked me every single week, where did Ricky Fowler end up in your guys' models this week? I have to admit, he's climbing that board every Mm -hmm. single week, Matt. Every single week, I crunch the numbers. He's climbing that that board. If Ricky Fowler fought the San Francisco Giants in a war, which side would Isaiah Wrinkle play for? (laughs) Would he fight for? The Giants, I think. I think the Giants still win that one. Just curious. He doesn't uh, like croissants, this Isaiah Wrinkle. Oh, and there was croissants brought in today, too. Oh, were they? Oh, huh. oh. And Michelle, he just sat there and looked at them? Michelle, who makes our wonderful graphics, 
Yes. Every every show. Thank I got to figure Michelle. out where she gets these croissants at in town that have uh, jalapeno cheese and oh. ham inside of oh, them. Stop. Oh, oh, man. oh that sounds Kelly. awesome. It was amazing. Doesn't it? Amazing. Oh. Still got show to do here, Kelly. Yeah, I know. All right, Someone so we'll bring one of those up here. Somebody. <laughs> oh, they all got it. Up from the dungeon down there and bring us a bring, and bring us a Thank you, Michelle, in advance. Um, yeah, so that's it. I have uh I've Cantley, I have Harmon, and I have Ricky Fowler. Those are the only three that I have in my account. Again, it might end up only playing those guys this week. Again, it was a uh yeah, call a spade a spade. It was, it was a rough one. It was, yeah. a, it was it was a rough one last yeah. week. So uh things didn't not too many things got home for me. So uh Sitting back, reviewing the process, making sure that I'm still, you know, where I need to be with everything and, and all that. So, might only play three outrights this week, yeah. but I do love Cantlay a ton. He was atop everything I did as well. Uh, uh, playing very well again. I mean, he, he won recently as well. So, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. He's played a lot better the past five or six mm-hmm. weeks. So. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. No, I was just gonna say, Matt. I don't. I don't know if that's important though. I think when you, when you like, I had a losing week last week too. Mm-hmm. But you got to step back and look. You know, always reexamine the process. The one thing I could t- take away positive from last week was my biggest bets got home on Brooks Kepka and Paul Casey. Nice. And it was the guys I was highest on. That did get there. It was just I missed on a lot of stuff I shouldn't yeah. have added in tournaments. Same, that kind well, of I mean, stuff, you, know, you know, same deal. Like, right? I mean, like, it, after nine holes on Sunday, I. Could have won all the money. You yeah, I mean, I could have won all the money, and yeah. then and and then it ended up being none of the money because none of the, none of the guys got home. So you know, it is what it is. All right, let's do this real quick, shall we? We're not doing a draft out of respect for for Daniele, but we want to do a one and done here. Yeah, we got to keep one and done rolling. I already right. have submitted mine, so I'll let you guys discuss yours because I feel like I, since mine's already submitted, I shouldn't even bring it up. I, right? I was going to come down to two. It was going to be Abraham answer, but I've already used Abraham answer, so I'm taking Paul Casey. Oh boy. I'm trying to read your mind. Oh, he does. You <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not getting, I'm not telling you. You've seen all my plays. Kelly in the lead in our one and done. I'm a distance second. I'm taking, I'll take Cantley. I'm on Cantley. You, no, I'm taking Ricky Fowler. I'll allow it. I'm taking Ricky <laughs> Fowler. Judges will allow it? I'll allow it. I'm okay. taking Ricky Fowler. Ricky Mr. Fowler. Mr. Game Theory over Ricky here. Fowler. Okay. I got a game. I mean, I'm like $2 million down on this guy. Uh, yeah, I, he's getting, Matt's getting to the point where he has to. I'm like $2 million down on this guy. I'm going to tell you something, uh, Matt. The guy you need to be worried about is sitting right here on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> These things tend to go my way at the end. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, okay, so just to review again, it is uh, Ricky Fowler for Matt. I got Paul Casey, and you got Patrick, Patrick. Canley. Yep. Okay, one and done. Kelly with a big lead. See Woo Kim's big win earlier this year, looming large. We'll come back, we'll update everything. Bucks up three, 49 46, 245 left in the second quarter. It's Beeson's primetime action.
join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin, Danielle Alvari off tonight here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. 59-54 bucks. 20 seconds left here in the half, and the Hawks are going to hold for the final possession. Down five in a game that is now just barely trending over on the preflop total. Uh, funny how that happens, uh, but we kind of predicted that after a subpar three-point collective three-point shooting performance by both teams in the first quarter, and the Hawks botched that possession with the turnover. So 59. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I thought to myself in that split second, Matt, should we kill Giannis for what for that how horrible that shot was? But and I was like, no, no, no. it's a half court shot. But then Matt just laughed that hard at it, so I guess we're going. Well, it just, it's just funny because like at least close. a lot of times you're kind of like there's at least some suspense or whatever. No, and that just nearly broke the backboard. <laughs> yeah, no, right I, I went yeah. right to and the Hawks botched that possession. Yeah. That's and all he you need he to did know. have like the full stride, like plenty of time to look at it, and it was yeah, it was. So we are sitting exactly where we were when we started this thing. Bucks favored by eight. And and let me just say this. I don't think we have an answer to the whole run-up to this series where people are like, oh, it's a bad matchup, and then there's a few of us who are like, I don't think it's that bad of a matchup. I don't think we have an answer to that after a half of basketball either. Yeah, not really. Mo- I mean, I think we – yeah, and, and Matt, even the total right back where we started, 225 and a half mm-hmm. is what I'm seeing. So, yeah, pretty much right where we started the game at. I mean, listen, I think Giannis, Giannis is, is getting almost anything he wants. Um, so that that I would say, but, you know – Trey Young has shot 16 times already Trae Young, uh, in this game. Maybe yeah. never count him out because right now he's 11 for 16 in this yeah. game. Man. I don't know if I don't know if anyone can uh, if you want to do that. He's, he's on pace to take 32 shots in this game. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to shoot because again, he's just not a ton of help from 25 points. Next highest score is Herder with nine. For the Hawks, yeah, not a not a ton of help from any, anybody else. I mean, zero for Bogey. They got to yeah. figure this out. Like either either he can play and control because he's got to score. Yeah. If he's not on the court scoring, you got to get him off the court because I I mean Gallinari, Lou Williams. I mean those guys are already leaning on heavily, but this rotation's got to shorten up even more. This is probably going to be I I mean. Cam Reddish still hasn't played, so I guess we don't know what's going on there. But if he gets involved, then you still have yeah. you have more options. Speaking of shots, how about Cameron Payne putting up 24 shots yesterday for the Suns? Like we're that was wild. You see, Devin Booker spoke about it post game though. He's like, "Listen, we've had this attitude all season where if you're going to try to double team me, rough me up, put all your best defenders on my that whatever side of the court that I'm on yeah. as a guard." He's like, "I've got full trust in not only Chris Paul, but Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne has been doing, you know, not to the point extent of what we saw last night, but he's been hitting big shots all year. So, yeah. Suns trust him. Brooke Lopez is seven foot tall and weighs two hundred and eighty-two pounds. He has taken five shots, four of which are three pointers. In this game, seven Welcome feet two eighty-two. Today's NBA, and, he, and he, he's taken five shots, four of which are three pointers. It seems as if maybe he would 
try to utilize that size a little bit better. No, because this is what you want to do if you're the Bucks. You know, you sit outside, make Deep. Clint Capella chase you out to the three-point line, Deep and thoughts. then Giannis has got the biggest lane in the world to go to go into the rim. Deep thoughts with Matt Brown. You know, I, I wish I was seven foot tall and two hundred and eighty pounds. And uh, Middleton, a pretty poor first half for him. Four of twelve from the field, zero of three from three, and only one of two from the line. So. You do have a couple of different things that stick out here a little bit, which is like you said, Bogey did not score at all. And honestly, like you said, he might, this injury, he only shot twice as well. So it's like, it seems as if maybe this injury is a thing. Well, that's right. Like, you can't possibly tell me this team is better off with it. Like, he's not good enough to be a decoy, like a James Harden. Right. So, like, you're better off with Lou Williams playing more minutes in his spot, at least in my opinion. Another uh, thing there is again five for eighteen for the Hawks from three, uh, the Bucks four of eighteen, which represents an improvement uh, based on what you said, Kelly, after the first quarter, where they were at two for twenty combined, I believe. Uh, and the other thing, eight turnovers for the Hawks, four for the Bucks. Hawks need to clean that up. Down five at the half, fifty-nine, fifty-four. Tampa Bay one, Islanders nothing. It remains halfway now through the second period. So my in-game under four and a half. If you jumped in on that. Looking good right now. Nip and tuck. Must win for the Islanders or they are donezo. We'll come back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Not good news for Islanders fans or Islanders bettors. Sorelli puts it past uh, Varlamov. Two to nothing lightning here in the latter stages of the second period. Uh, updated odds on that one, sir? Yeah, it is just popped back up here and it is uh, minus 1430. Ouch. On the lightning there. You can get plus 850 if you think the Islanders come all the way back. So nearly nine to one and it is still sitting at four and a half as the live total. Uh, once again, we're, we're, we don't describe things necessarily in hockey terms, but what it looked like to me, and again, we're doing a show, so we have one eye on it. It looked like it was the, the basketball equivalent of an outlet pass where the defense mm-hmm. just didn't get back in time. And so uh, Sorelli, it was a one-on-one, and he got it past uh, Verlamov, and it's two to nothing. Again, the Islanders must win, or the Lightning win that series, that best-of-seven series, four to two, that Stanley Cup semifinal, and will be on their way to the NHL Finals to defend their Stanley Cup title. If you like the Hawks, you are getting the eight you are getting before the game. So you have a whole half of information. Yes. And you were getting the eight that you were getting before the game if you'd like to come in on them. Plus eight on the Hawks right now at halftime. Plus 310 if you think they can win the thing outright. Uh, minus eight on the Bucks and minus 435 on the money line. The total sitting at live 224. 
Can I ask you guys a, a golf question? Because uh, Kelly did a great job breaking down the travelers. And I just wanted to ask you sort of a, a gambling situational mm-hmm. thing, which we brought up this morning on radio, which is uh, I was speaking to Carl Sack, who's a big NBA totals better. And he was describing, you know, over thousands of games, he's 54, 55%. He's the best totals better I, I've known in my entire lifetime. And he was describing how some of the things that he uses when he handicaps are situations in the NBA. And it's not really the expected answer. You know, it's not only uh, the matchups mm-hmm. and the lineups. It's just, well, yeah, these teams coming off this particular kind of loss, that kind of thing. And I just wanted to bring up Bryson DeChambeau for a second, who's a short shot to win this tournament. Bryson DeChambeau coming off, obviously, a complete collapse on the back nine at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, where he shot a 44, including, once again, that snowman, quadruple bogey at 17. And, again, you know, from a betting standpoint, you got to know these things about Bryson. From a, you know, do I respect, I think we all kind of respect his game, where he's like, oh, this is the way I believe I should do mm-hmm. things. Uh, if he runs into, you know, he's going to just do it his way till the bitter end. Is there anything in your golf handicapping? Because you guys do it by model. Is there anything in your golf handicapping? Because we don't usually associate it with this sport where you're like, you know what? Bad loss, right? The equivalent of a bad loss in golf. DeChambeau wants to erase that um, in a way that he, you know, more, perhaps more dramatically than he would otherwise, where it was such a big stage where he had that embarrassment. Does any of that creep into your golf handicapping? Not me, for a guy, especially for a guy like Bryson, because I don't think he cares. Like, I honestly yeah. think he does not care. So I was standing there on 18, like, and I, I showed y'all the, I showed you the video of, you know, like, I'm standing there on the tee box at 18 after he comes off <laughs> yes. of just making this, I mean, just a mess of 17. He walks with 18 to smiling, gets like, just, just like whatever. Everyone's like, oh, Bryson, don't worry about it. And he's just like thumbs up into the crowd and all this. Like, he didn't care. I mean, and I, don't, and I know that's probably not what some people want to hear, but, I think for me, I'd almost rather it be like this guy that can kind of just brush things off and just move on as opposed to like, oh, man, this might stick with this guy for like the next two tournaments or so, two or three tournaments. Yeah. Like, I'd rather a guy just be able to kind of like brush it off, move on, and and go on. I, having a very good understanding of what golf is and how hard golf is and that any given hole can end up as, you know, a quadruple pokey, like I think is a, probably a pretty good skill to have. Islanders get one back. Oh, Let's yeah. just point that out. Uh, they cut the lead in half here, two to one. A little backhander right there past uh, Vasilevsky. And it is two to one lighting. All of a sudden, my under four and a half now doesn't look so good. Uh, late stages of the second period, but wow, that's a. It has popped to five and a half live, minus 420 on the lightning, plus 300. 530 left of the second period. Plenty of hockey to be played. Lots of time. Not done yet. Anyway, uh, I'll throw it to you, Kelly, yeah. but it was just something I, I thought to bring up because, you know, I, I thought about it also when they were showing a Kepka DeChambeau, like, feud montage today, like how that feud happened and how, like, we're not used to certain things in golf. We talked about, Matt, I think you brought it up first, but we talked about how, hey, they, didn't, they never mentioned purses mm-hmm. down the down the stretch right. of the golf tournament. There's certain things that are just, uh, you're not used to seeing in golf. And so with handicapping, we never, ever, apply the same things we talk about in basketball and football. Well, it's a bad loss. It's this situation. What about that? I think it takes a special type. I, I almost never, in the, sen- the the situation that you laid out of, like, man, a top-level player 
kind of collapsing down the stretch. I'm going to bounce back. I, I think it. there's only so many competitors that we've seen in the sport of golf that I would maybe believe that about. And it's not something – I never take that approach to answer your, answer your question, Gil. The approach I do take that's a lot – the opposite of that, I would say, is when a guy – like in a major, outperforms himself, gets to a point where, okay, maybe he had a chance to win it on Sunday, and then he's in the field the next week. I'm like, this guy's going to be thinking about that major for the next year to come. You're telling me he can mentally get back on a range within 24, 48 hours and start concentrating on the next course that well and be able – I expect him to finish that. I, those are the guys where I'm like, I think there's an opportunity to fade guys in situations hmm. like that. I think you'd buy into that too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, that's interesting because again, golf is not not something we generally associate with some of the things we talk about when handicapping team sports. So I was just curious about. Yeah, that. Yeah, and right? I think you know, I think for Matt, I think I can speak for Matt too with this. We you know with guys, we, we we have tournaments like the one this week, the Travelers Championship, and you've got a short such a guy, a guy with such short odds like Bryson. He better be about number one or two or three in our model, I think, to even consider. Because yeah. otherwise, it's you're, it's too short a shot to consider him. And honestly, Gil, I just looked at my the last 12 rounds, last 24, last 36. Bryson is not higher than 21st in my model in any of them. Hmm. So, okay. I, and it's just it's just not his course. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared of playing him. But if it's a classic Bryson course, uh, yeah, he, he would be the model would be way different, and he'd probably be up there. Yeah. Uh, one more baseball game to come tonight. Uh, it's at 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific, so about 30 minutes from now. It is in San Diego. It's Trevor Bauer, Joe Musgrove. Padres about a minus 115 consensus favorite in that one. And again, the sideshow of will the umpires take a look at Trevor Bauer? Tiny bit of plus money on the Dodgers at a couple of the books out there if you can find that. But uh not a, not a ton for me that I'm interested in. Yeah, in this one. I'll have to stay away from me. I'll is, take... is Bellinger playing? I saw he was off the injured list. He's supposed to come yeah, back. Right? One he of these is nights. hitting. He is. Yeah. He's hitting fourth tonight. There you go. Nice cleanup for Cody Bellinger, who uh, typically is like number two in the uh, Dodgers lineup. But batting cleanup in his return. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the numbers on tomorrow night's Phoenix Clippers game and update everything going on on our way out here on Veasan's primetime action. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus of, get this, up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. DraftKings Casino is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. For entertainment purposes only, no results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Hawks hanging around 63 58, early going of the third quarter. Watch this. Poor Clint Capella. 
Poor Clint Capella. You know, you're like you le- you're one of those regular season guys <laughs> where it's like I'm gonna have 20 <laughs> rebounds and five blocks a game, and then you got to go up against Embiid last series, and then you got like Giannis blocking you twice on one play here. Giannis and Lopez, two trees just on top of you. Uh, I mean, it's going to be those two and Bobby Porter's all series for you. And, and I, I've watched I watched the end of the first half, and now I've watched the beginning of this one too. And so, one of the things again. I, a lot of guys that are better NBA minds than us say that the that coach Bud is maybe the not not the best at strategy and or making decisions like on the fly here. So they have basically put Trey Young at guarding PJ Tucker. Right. Because that's where you hide. He doesn't have to play that's where defense. You hide him. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to play defense. So like you're giving him every time down the court just a rest because all PJ Tucker does is stand at the three point yes. line and doesn't move. So and that's, so that's why I said first segment, we, there was a lot of conversation about them starting Pat Connaughton instead of P.J. Tucker. Like put for that someone exact out there reason. that's going to make him yes. move. Like Put someone out there that's going to make him have to like guard and play defense. Because if not, if you just let him stay fresh the whole game. I mean, like I said, he shot 16 times in the first half. He'll probably shoot another 16 times here in the second half. Because he only has to play on one end of the court. I mean, like, it's yeah. it. Well, remember, it, t- it took Doc Rivers a half to figure out that um... – you know, defensively, maybe uh, maybe put Ben Simmons on Trey. We'll see if yeah. it takes Coach Bud here some time to figure out uh, that maybe P.J. Tucker isn't the right guy out there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I, and, and the other thing about that, Matt, for me, it's like it doesn't make any sense because you have – the Bucks are such a good defensive team. You have other options. Like, yeah. like we discussed this before the series. You're built perfectly to, to if you run the defensive side of the ball, put Drew Holiday on Trey. I mean, and then Giannis can pick up Collins, no problem. Uh, Trey with another Dude, three. Trey, here's the thing. When he's not hitting threes, he's driving to the hole. They're all collapsing on him, and then he tucks it under to, to Capella uh, for that, the easy two. That floater... Or his, I love when people call it a changeup because it is. But he goes in the floater motion and does the alley oop to Capella. Yes, it's it's becoming one of the most deadly things in the NBA. Like I, you can't, how can you can't guard both? I have to bring it up again because I think we gave it short shrift last time. But you know, we were right about the Luca side of that Luca Trey Young trade on draft day. But we all sold Trey Young short. Yes. We all did. By the way, 65-65 now as John Collins gets the bucket. So, um. Yes, the Hawks are in this. Nine minutes left in the third quarter. Much basketball to go, but uh, so far, no separation. Or, or the separation that was, the nine-point lead that the Bucks had uh, at, the, at their peak erased. Here, and, here's another one. Matt talking about, uh, oh, no, not this replay. This was a good replay. But Giannis mm-hmm. talking about, or Matt talking about the decision-making of Giannis. They just lined up, here it is right here. Two guys go to get into defensive guarding position to draw a charge. He goes right at him still. Mm-hmm. Charge gets called. Charge gets called. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brooke Lopez doesn't have a chance for uh, to take a three on the pass because the uh, the foul is called. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting down the stretch of this one. Still two to one now, closing seconds of the second period, and they will go to the locker room with Tampa Bay up two to one uh, through two periods of this one in New York. Again, possible closeout game. The Islanders you now almost have... spoke to, so they had like, they had like two shots on goal right there in the final 1.5 seconds. Somehow I was, it was like, how did that even happen? Yeah. Like, well, Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. A little fisticuffs. Oh man. Oh, hockey, hockey, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Islanders have 20 minutes to figure out a way to tie this again. They've already cut it from two, nothing to two, one, three, 20. 
plus 320 on the Islanders, minus 435 on the Lightning, and that in-game total has ticked down to five from five and a half. Plus 320 interest you at all? I'll tell you, it interests me more than the uh, when you know they're down two nothing. Yeah, I was like, I'm not playing that. Yeah, but down a goal plus three twenty. Uh, I don't know. That does at home. Like, that's a big number. Backs against the wall. <laughs> backs against, backs against you know, the wall. Must win situation. Must win situation. <laughs> you know all those things that we like here. Uh, all those things. Uh, I guess I'm watching Giannis. I'm gonna go off on a, a tangent here. Yeah, like, please. We're all, we like tangents. so we're all on sports Twitter. You know, like we all follow sports. It's so like. You know, this Euro 2020 is going on. So now we're in this weird stretch where everybody's a soccer expert. Oh, I like love uh, next, Speaking of which, like, I cashed a live draw today, so soccer expert. Uh, live draw. Like, it's like everyone's a soccer expert, and we're going straight from this into the Olympics where everyone becomes an Olympics <laughs> expert. So, like, we're going straight from, like, everyone is now all into soccer and loves soccer and knows everything about soccer into people tweeting about archery or something or whatever. I'm like, come on, archery. man. Like, what are you – what is – well, this, this is real life. This is why we bring in experts, right? It's why I have Paul Carr, who we'll have, uh, I believe, on uh, primetime action yeah, coming up, night. talking about the Euro uh, Euro 2020, which is now, by the way, gone from the group stage to the round of 16, which is really where that tournament starts now with the best, uh, best sides around the world. And then, you know, with the Olympics, I will say this. Uh, we're the first people to admit we we don't know much. But Drew Dinsick, who was on the show yesterday, he appeared, and I get it, it's just one interview, but he appeared to really spend his entire day yesterday just diving into this stuff. So yeah, we, I we were all shocked by that, by yes, the way, right? Okay, we had no yeah, idea that was coming. I was coming. like, whoa. Like, and it was a great breakdown, too. That great he just breakdown. went off on tangent on the, the two biggest things he said, and I don't know what the number is now, so don't hold me to this, but at the time, under on U.S. gold medals and under on Japan gold medals. But again, don't, don't. I think that may have moved since yesterday. We've but, got U.S. medals at DraftKings. Total number of gold medals set at forty-two and a half right now. I think that's lower than it was yesterday. Let me check on that because uh, Drew induced me. He was so uh, passionate about it and, and convinced me that I went ahead and made a little wager on it per his advice on the J- uh, Japan one on both okay. and and the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. was forty-six and a half yesterday when he was on the show. So now it's four or fewer, so you can't recommend a bet there. And Japan was 27.5. What is it now? Uh, I've seen 29.5 at Drake. Oh, went the other way on him. Went the other way. Okay. And he that was the one he liked the, the most. I think up. so. The tennis odds are up at DraftKings as well. Mm-hmm. Gil, Djokovic minus 112 to win the men's side. As he should be. <laughs> as, as we always say, as yeah. he should be. Uh, on the women's side here, we've got... Barty at five to one. Oh, and Osaka five to one. So both both Osaka's five. Osaka is not playing. So don't make a bet on Naomi Osaka. <laughs> yes, it's my biggest that advice of the night. Yes, it will get refunded oh. probably if a proper sports book. But don't make a bet. Halep seven to one. Yeah. Serena seven to one. Muguruza nine to one. Any of those? Iga, you want Iga? You don't want Iga. I don't want Iga on grass. Yeah. I don't want Iga on grass. I, it's I, here's the thing. I said this earlier. When Osaka pulled out of Wimbledon, you would think what it. I would thought have... Osaka was playing the Olympics though. Oh, we were talking Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about Wimbledon. No, 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 no. Oh, my apologies. Talking the Olympics. Oh, my apologies. Yes, she is in the Olympics. Yeah. Okay, so Osaka would be the one I would bet on the Olympics. Yeah, five to one. Her and Ash Barty both five to one. Yeah, Osaka at the Olympics for sure. That's also she's representing her home country of Japan, which is where the Olympics are. She has really talked it up. 
Um, there was a moment there where she wasn't sure if she wanted mm. to play, but she is, you know, she withdrew from the French Open uh, for mental health issues that famously got spoken about in mainstream media. She decided to pull out of Wimbledon, so she's really focused on the Olympics. I would bet her for the Olympics. I mean, if I was and, and five to bet. one. I mean, that's yeah, I, that's not that's bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't bet her for Wimbledon if you steer it. Um, the thing about the Wimbledon pullout from her is that you would think by her withdrawing that would immediately induce. A tennis better just run and bet somebody else. Oh, she's out. Like at the French Open, right, right, right. you're like, oh, I'm definitely betting this person. If if you were so inclined, at Wimbledon, there's there didn't make me want to go no. bet anybody else. No, because I I had her. I had a bet on her at Wimbledon. So yeah, I'm kind of like oh. that surface. No no recent data. No, and then data. just the women's side here also for the last for the last year has been pretty wide open. Oh, you totally. Yeah. By the way, French Open, which we would think would be the least wide open of them, ended up being wide open. 67 67 735 left in the third quarter uh Trey Young just just that, controlling that the game. Yeah. He's got 30 points. He's over his point total already for the game. With 723 left in the third quarter, yeah. three from Trey uh bounces out. So uh Atlanta just can't get over the hump to take a lead here. And there's Giannis to the rack on the alley oop. Live line side. five and a half and then that total's just still sitting 224 and a half where we uh, where we went off at. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, we only got a couple minutes left of the show. One thing I'll be keeping an eye on: the Bucks already in the bonus with seven minutes left in the third. Yeah. If there's a live betting opportunity, I'm going to have to hop in on the Bucks there at a break here. If they if they get down, one of the the least uh, one of the, one of the most. I'm glad you brought that up. One of the most underrated in-game betting things that basketball betters should look for if a team, if one of the two teams is in a bonus quite early in a quarter. So that's a good call, Kelly. As uh, the Bucks maintain the two-point lead here um but there's no in-game bet you want to make here no i mean i wanted the i wanted the i want the bucks early and i can get the bucks early so i've yeah. got enough of a sample size here as well to see that i mean this this hawks team is not uh not going away here no i mean you know again we could be proven wrong in the next quarter yeah, and a half we, it seems like we always do like we <laughs> leave right. and then they, they, they completely run, like every single time <laughs> while we, we were yet. gone yesterday yeah. you may have noticed that everything we said was incorrect no the the i mean to this point the narrative that this was a terrible matchup for the bucks like i'm i'm not prepared to say that it's not mm-hmm. because there are moments where you think the bucks can do anything they want but there are also those moments where we saw with the Hawks versus the Sixers where the Hawks can just have the, the positive side of variance on threes and they can make up a, you know, an eight-point deficit in a heartbeat. So I don't know. I don't know if we've learned anything yet. And this looks, looks like, I hope it is anyway, for those of us who have Hawks plus the point. I hope it's nick and, nip and tuck the rest of the way um, as Giannis goes to the line to get the Bucks 70-69 lead. Solo shot in the top of the eighth for Carlos Santana off of Zach Britton. So they are up. Oh, oh. Royals 3-2 to two on the Yankees. Not a good night. Mets are up 5-3. to three. At least there's that. Islanders down one, 2-1. Two we'll see if they can get back in this game and therefore back in this series. We've done all we can do. Thanks for watching. Nightcap with Tim Murray is next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 